0: Well, praise God. nice to be with you this morning. You know, somebody asked me, uh, what does COP26 mean to you? And I said, stay away from Glasgow. I said, you've got all the road jams. They're going to shut the, the M8 for Edinburgh here to Glasgow to get Joe Biden. Get Joe Biden to Glasgow. But uh, Joe Biden's a pal of Sandys. Uh, which, this, is, this is the thing. What's Sandy and Joe Biden got in common? When we went into the pandemic, if they seen anybody for a mile radius, they'd put their mask on. <laughs> That's what Sandy used to do when he was very his He's got to laugh. He's just for it all. So, praise God. That's what Joe Biden used to do. I said, Sandy, he reminds me of you with that mask. There was nobody near me who put his mask on. Yeah. Praise God. I want to speak this morning. Sandy, you know I'm only kidding you on. I want to speak this morning uh, about Jacob and really some of the supernatural uh, events. And, and the life of Jacob and this is a question you know when we look at people having supernatural encounters in the Bible is it just a theory for us today or is it something that can happen to us and I believe it's something that can happen to us because there's people today and it's been going on for many many years who are testifying all throughout the world of experiencing God in a supernatural way very supernatural and they are getting gripped with with a desperation and a hunger to to encounter god to encounter god and really these people you could call them god seekers and it's all throughout the world this is happening and even in my own life from about the from, from the year 2008 i've been experiencing god in a supernatural way and it's been consistent and you know what is the purpose of that well really it's to see our lives transformed and I've seen transformation to a degree in my own life especially in maybe a certain area but the, the effects of, of me experiencing God in a way that's supernatural I'm still waiting to see some of the effects of that but I believe I'm going to. so you know you and me we can experience God in a supernatural way In in the life of Jacob it was his mother Rebecca was pregnant with them. so it was only a family of four it was isaac and rebecca and rebecca had two twins Esau, the firstborn then jacob but while she was pregnant with the twins she never knew she was going to have twins and she knew there was a struggle going on within her and the bible says in genesis chapter 25 and verse 23 uh, that she went and inquired of the lord so this is a woman at the in the book of genesis a way back in genesis chapter 25 inquiring of the lord and it says the lord answered her directly there was no mediator just the god answered her and this is what god said to her two nations are in your womb the older shall serve the younger and the younger shall be stronger than the older so this is what god was saying Usually the firstborn, and Esau was the firstborn, we didn't know that at that point in time, but usually the firstborn will have they'll get a double portion of the inheritance they will be the head. But for some reason in this case God says I'm going to switch it. And God, what, what am I saying here? God speaks to a woman about the destiny of her two sons. And he speaks to her and he says two nations. And this is what Jesus said about us. He says my sheep hear my voice and i know them and they follow me so we are his sheep if you put your trust in jesus christ he's saying you are the sheep he is the shepherd and you can hear the voice of god that within itself is supernatural and this is what happened to rebecca way back in the book of genesis and god begins to speak destiny over the two sons he says two nations and one of those nations was jacob which became israel that nation is still in existence today and the other nation was Esau's nation which was Edom Edom Esau became the nation of Edom and today that is the Jordan the Jordan which next door to Israel they share a border or the Jordan River is between them so some of the Arabs in the Middle East and they're all closely related through Ishmael and Esau and Midian and all this kind of all these different people but God begins to speak destiny over to the two sons And God is working in this family. And it is very clear as time goes on, this was not a perfect family. There was people within, only a family of four. There was people within the family, individuals, each individual had their own issues. That was very clear. There was dysfunction within the family. But God never looked at what was there. He looked at the end result. He was going to take each person, and he was going to take that family to where they had to be. And the Bible says that, Jacob, one day Esau came in for the field, and so Jacob was looking, saying, He has got the birthright, he's the firstborn, I'm going to try and manipulate him to get that birthright. But God had already said that the older would serve the younger, but so he begins, begins to manipulate him anyway. And see, Esau was just thinking about the present, and even though Jacob was a manipulator, he was looking at the bigger picture. He could see the bigger picture. And Esau was thinking about, he was hungry. Jacob would give him food. He would sell him the birthright. And that's exactly what happened. Jacob manipulated him for the birthright. Time goes on. And the Bible tells us that Rebecca favored Esau. And, Jacob, and, and Isaac favored Jacob. So we're seeing favoritism within the family. Dysfunction within the family. And that was a family that was chosen by God. God's hand was upon this family. And we see all this kind of dysfunction, favoritism. What happens next is they concoct a plan to, to kid on Jacob with Esau to get the, the blessing of Abraham. And the blessing of Abraham had went from Abraham to Isaac and Isaac had thought he would imparted to Esau. But Jacob tricked him for the blessing. But I think Jacob was always going to get it. He tricked him for the blessing. And we see a whole load of dysfunction. And this is what happens. Esau threatens to murder his brother. He threatens to murder his brother and he was serious because the father and the mother, Isaac and Rebecca, says we need to get him away from here. And uh, Isaac begins to realize that Jacob Jacob was going to receive the blessing anyway. And this is really some of the supernatural events that begin to take place in Jacob's life. In Genesis chapter 28 verse 3 and 4 Isaac knows that Jacob's getting the blessing for this time. This is the second time he spoke over him. The first time he thought he was Esau. And he says in verse 3 and 4, May God Almighty bless you. So many of Jacob's encounters, he received blessing in them. He says, May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So Isaac imparts the blessing of Abraham to to Jacob. It's supernatural. The Apostle Paul says, I long to come to you, to the Roman church, that I may impart some spiritual gift, that something can be released to you in a supernatural way. So Isaac imparts that to Jacob. Jacob flees Because his brother is going to kill him. In Genesis chapter 28 again, verse 11 to 15, the Bible says that he lay down. And this is God dealing with him supernaturally. That he lay down eh, and he was going from one place to the other. And he lay down and he laid upon a rock and he begins to have a dream. And in that dream it says there was a ladder set up to heaven. And on top of the ladder was the Lord, and the Bible says it was angels ascending and descending upon the ladder. And God begins to speak to him and begins to speak destiny over his life. He says, "I'm going to give you the blessing of Abraham." He says, "Your descendants will reach it, will go from the east to the west, to the north and to the south." He says, "Your descendants will be like the dust of the earth." Meaning that they'll be that will be massive the, the your descendants will be massive and he says in you and then your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed and three things god was saying to jacob there: He's, he's confirming i'm going to give you the, the, the nation of israel i'm going to give you the land and there's a nation going to descend from you and jesus christ is going to come from your bloodline and again, blessing is mentioned again in his life, blessing. And really, what is blessing? What is God, God's blessing? What does it mean? It's surely the empowerment to succeed. And Jacob awoke from that dream, even though it was a dream, it was an encounter with God. He it was a real encounter with God. And he awoke from that dream. And this is what he says, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. This is none other than the house of God. This is a, an open heaven. And there's a change in Jacob's heart at that time, because, because he experienced God in a supernatural way, because he experienced the goodness of God, this is what he says. He says, Lord, everything you give me, I will give a tenth back to you. At that point, he had nothing, but he was recognizing that God was going to bless him. And he says, everything, and he was recognizing that everything comes from God. You know, everything in your life comes from God. You know, in my life, he says, I will give a tenth back to you. That is the second time tithing is mentioned in the Bible. The first time was with Abraham, when Abraham tied to Melchizedek. The second time was with Jacob. You know, and you say, why talk about money? Well, this is what Jesus says. He says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. You know, and one famous preacher said this, Rick Warren, he says it a long time ago, years ago, somebody told me he said that, and it was quite profound. He says, show me people's bank statements, he says and i'll tell you where they're at with god in other words if god has really touched a person's life if somebody has really put their trust in god they'll become givers and we see with jacob having this encounter that something changed in his heart at that time he had been a deceiver he had been involved in manipulation but he says now i'm going to become a giver you know that was it. it's an indicator that god is working in somebody's life and they become givers and the goodness of God touched his life. The blessing of God began to empower him. He went to his uncle Laban. And he'd they, never met Laban before. It appears that he'd never met him before. It was his mother's brother. flesh questioned blood. And he was waiting for 20 years. And this is what happened. Laban was also a, a manipulator. And Laban exploited Jacob for the best part of 20 years. Even Laban recognized, he says, God has greatly blessed me for your sake. Because of the blessing that was on Jacob's life, Laban was getting blessed, but he was exploiting them. He was exploiting the blessing of God. And it came to the point where God's seen it, and God says, I'm going to bring restitution. And there might be stuff in your life, there might be disappointment, there might be loss. Maybe you've been exploited. Maybe there's a lot in your life you've lost. But God can come in and say, I'm going to bring restitution. I am going to recompense you. In Jeremiah chapter 51, I think it is, verse 56, it says, For I am the Lord, the God of recompense. I will surely repay. And God wants to bring restitution to our lives. And God gives Jacob a dream. And in the dream, it gives him a divine strategy to how to get Laban's wealth, how to acquire, really, Jacob's in the first place, because Jacob was making all this increase was coming through Jacob. He gives him the dream, and with one dream, which is another supernatural encounter, he begins to acquire Laban's wealth. How is that possible? A guy who went with nothing, he travels from one location to the next. He traveled on foot, and he went with nothing, and he begins to acquire all this wealth. Why is that possible? Because the blessing of God was upon his life. What is the blessing of God? It is the empowerment to succeed. Who would not want the blessing of God? Who would not want the empowerment to succeed in this life? And the Bible says that he came to the place, Jacob came to the place where he became exceedingly prosperous. That's what God done in his life. And he leaves to go back, but this time he had two wives, two maidservants, 13 kids all in, 12 boys, one girl. One was was still on the way, which was uh, Benjamin. And he's come back to where he was before. And God told him in Genesis chapter 28 says I will bring you back to this place I will bring you back here and on his way back Laban began to pursue him began to come after him and God warned Laban in a dream do not touch him because why is that the blessing of God on a person's life on even on your life on my life it brings protection and uh, God warned Laban again it's supernatural do not lay a finger on him and he's on his way in genesis chapter 32 verse 1 and verse 2 this is a man on his way and it says the angels of god met him this is a human being upon the earth and he's traveling from one location to the next and it says the angels of god met him again another supernatural encounter in his life you know the angels of god just walks into angels and he sends somebody to his brother, the brother who was going to kill him 20 years earlier. And see, see, God brought a separation between him and his brother, you know, and not just him and his brother, but he even separated Jacob from his mother and his father as well. And many times that's what God will do within our relationships. He'll bring a separation for, for various reasons, for various reasons. And many times there'll be reconciliation. There will be reconciliation. With those people at a later date, there's not always reconciliation, but no matter why God brings the separation, no matter what, the, if it's conflict, and many times it can be, many times it needs to be a cooling off period, but we are called to forgive. We are called to forgive those who have offended us. And and many times, even with family, God will, God will bring that reconciliation. Many times, maybe the relationships have, have, have crossed a certain line. There's not going to be reconciliation, but we're still called to forgive. And these two brothers, Jacob gets told that Laban is coming. Eh, no Laban. Eh, Esau is coming with 400 men. The 400 men. And the Bible says that Jacob he, he got afraid and he was greatly distressed. And this is what he done. He begins to cry out to God. And he begins to remind God God, you said you would bring me back to this place. God, you said you would do this for me, and you would do that for me. And you would fulfill these promises. And maybe God has spoke to you. Maybe he's gave you promises. And sometimes we need to remind God, God, this, what you says is know where I'm at right now. And you says you would bring me into a new place. You said you would do this for me, and do that for me. And it's very clear this, by this time that Jacob has now got a relationship with God. He's got a vibrant relationship, but even though he's got a relationship with God and he's crying out to God, he sent a present to appease his brother. Sent a present to appease him to try and fix the problem because his brother's coming with these 400 men. And he begins to say to God, he says this, God, he's coming with these 400 men. He says, what about the mother with the kids? See, it was not just concerned about himself and his own safety. But he was also concerned about his kids and his wives and the maidservants. He was concerned. And he came to the point where he knew he had to cry out to God. And maybe right now, there is stuff going on in your life. And you may be concerned about stuff within your own life. Or it might not be your own life. It might be family members, family problems or situations with a child, a brother, a mother or whatever it may be. And Jacob had those same concerns, and he began to say to God, God, you said this, you said this. He's crying out to God, and they're coming with these 400 men. Then he goes on a wee bit to a place called the River Jabuk. And the Bible says that he made everybody go out from him, and he got alone with God. And I don't know if you've ever been there, but I've been there many times. That uh, You need to get alone with God. And you, you need to begin to take your concerns And take the uncertainties in your life and begin to cry out to God. He says, God, your word said this. You told me this. I need an answer here. I'm concerned about this family member. I'm concerned about this situation within my own life. And Jacob made everybody go out with him, from him. And he knows his brother's coming with 400 men. He knows his safety and the safety of his family, their, their destiny is at stake. And the Bible says that a man wrestled with him all night all night long this was one of the most significant encounters they ever had and it says it got towards daybreak and the man see many people will believe that man was Jesus Christ it was a spiritual being and we believe it many people believe it was Jesus Christ and it says the day began to break this is going on all night and the man says to Jacob let me go and this is Genesis chapter 32 verse 26 and really by this point in Jacob's life, it's very clear he was not the same person he was 20 years earlier. He had a relationship with God, but not just a relationship with God. Genesis chapter 32 in verse 26 paints a picture of where his heart was at, at that time. And he says, I will not let you go unless you bless me. In other words, he says, I know God, you are the only option here. I know, God, you, I need a breakthrough. And if you do not come through for me, there is no way forward. You know, I know I need to break through limitation and restriction. You know, Jacob knew at this point he never had a plan B. And I believe there's there's got to be people in here where if God doesn't come through for you or something you are praying about, it's not going to be good. Something has got to break. And Jacob knew he had to break through. See, in other words, we see in Genesis chapter 32, verse 26, that Jacob knew that he had to get the breakthrough in the spirit for the breakthrough to come in the natural. For the breakthrough to come in his natural circumstances, something had to break in the spirit. And the man says, let me go. He says, I'm not letting you go unless you bless me. Meaning, meaning I'm persevering here. I'm going to break through. I am not going to take no for an answer. And there might be things in your life, things that you are concerned about. And I want to tell you, you cannot take no for an answer. You need to get the breakthrough in the spirit and the breakthrough will come in the natural. And the the man says this to him, you have wrestled with God and man prevailed. Meaning Jacob broke through. He prevailed in that spiritual, supernatural encounter with God. He prevailed and he says, I've seen God face to face and my life is preserved. And the Bible says that God blessed Jacob at that time and he changed his name to, from wow. Jacob to Israel. See, Jacob meant deceiver, it meant supplanter. And his brother uh, Esau says to him, As your name is so you? And that's the way he had, he had been. But 20 years later, he was a different person. God had changed them. God had changed them to such a degree that God says, I'm going to change your name now. I'm changing your name for you. Jacob. Because in, the, in with with the Jews and the Hebrew culture, names meant something, they meant a lot. But I'm gonna change the name for Jacob to Israel. And Israel meant Prince of God. And he says God blessed him there. He keeps getting blessed in these experiences with God. He meets his brother, and everything was okay. You know, he see he wanted to it was fearful and more fearful, people want to run away. But you need to face situations head on. And he faced his brother everything was fine why is that because you get the breakthrough in the spirit you get the breakthrough then the breakthrough came into his natural circumstances and further on in genesis 35 the place where he had the dream where he had the encounter god says to him i'll take you back to this place and he got to genesis uh, 35 they got to bethel and the bible says he built an altar to the lord and it says god appeared to him again god appeared to him this is god appearing to a human being on the earth and what happened at the river Jebuk happens again God repeats it some of the stuff that was happening with Jacob and some of the stuff God was speaking over his life is repetitive and sometimes God will speak repetitive stuff over our life I'm going to do this for you I'm giving you this promise I'm giving you that promise I'm giving you that promise all got similarities and God appeared to him again and says to him your name shall no longer be called Jacob but your name shall be called Israel. You know, so we see this blessing, blessing, blessing within these encounters. What does the blessing mean? It's the empowerment to succeed. And what is the encounter about is to be changed, to be transformed. God knows exactly what he's doing in, in your life and in my life, because God brought Jacob back in time to see his father Isaac before he passed away. You know, he had the detail, he had the timing perfect. And we might say, we might think this morning, well, that was back in the book of Genesis. What has that got to do with me? But this is the thing. In Psalm 24, it's a Psalm of David. David wrote many of the Psalms. I think he wrote most of them. But David writes Psalm 24. And this is what he says in the Psalm. He says, uh, who me?" Ascend into the hill of the Lord. He's talking, the hill of the Lord is a place of encounter. And who may stand in his holy place? Again, a place of encounter. Then it goes on to say, He who has clean hands and a pure heart, I don't think he's talking about perfection here, he's talking about our, the, the motives of our heart being be, right. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully then it says this verse five and six this is an important verses in this i want to highlight verse five and six says he that person whose heart is for god who longs to encounter god it says he shall receive blessing jacob received blessing from the lord the empowerment to succeed he shall receive blessing from the lord and righteousness righteousness to be changed from the god of his salvation then it goes on to say verse six it says this is jacob the generation of those who seek him who seek your face so david is looking back to jacob and, and david lived in a different time for jacob and david being a prophet and in, in the king of israel he began to recognize jacob as a god seeker one who sought god then he begins to look forward down the corridors of time and he talks about a jacob generation those who seek the face of God in that generation, I believe it's t- he's talking about after the cross, they were living before the cross. We are living after the cross of Jesus Christ. And David is speaking into our time, the time that we are in right now. And I says at the beginning, there's people all over the world today. And it has been going on for years who are testifying of getting touched with God in a supernatural way of having supernatural encounters and they're getting gripped with a hunger for god a hunger where they want to encounter god to be changed like jacob to receive the blessing of god and that they're getting touched all over the place and they're coming to that place where jacob was at where they know if god does not come through for them there is no plan b they have no other options and like jacob their heart cry is I will not let you go until you bless me I'll not let you go in other words I will not let you go until the breakthrough comes in my life I will not let you go until you answer these prayers for that person I'm praying for you know and this is the way we need to be because there's so much uncertainty in, in in our lives in our own personal lives and you might have people I've got two, two people What I've got concerns about who are close to me, related to me, and I'm praying for them, you know, that God would come through for them as well, you know. God would t- touch their lives. And really that's the way we need to be. We need to come to that place. We were desperate for God to move in our lives and our families because there, there, there's no other options. There's no other options here, here at all. And this is the thing. What was a blessing on Jacob? It was a blessing of Abraham. I went from Abraham to Isaac to Jacob, from Jacob to his 12 sons to the nation of Israel. In Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and verse 14, it says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Christ dying on the cross. That he, that he became a curse for us. That, I don't know if I've got the word right there. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree so christ has took the curse upon himself on the cross the curse of mankind the curse of adam the curse of the law that he may that is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree then it goes on to see in verse 14 that the blessing of abraham the blessing of abraham this is the blessing that jacob had that the blessing of abraham may come upon the Gentiles that's us they not the non-Jewish people may come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we may receive the promise of the spirit through faith so Paul is writing to us here saying that blessing was on Abraham and the Bible says in Genesis chapter 24 verse 1 Abraham was blessed in all things that blessing was upon Abraham and was upon Isaac and was upon jacob and went on to the 12 sons the 12 sons of jacob went on to the nation of israel that same blessing is for you in christ jesus you can have that same blessing what is the blessing of god It is the empowerment to succeed and further on in that chapter galatians chapter 3 which is verse 29 it says and if you are christ if you are christ if you're if you're a believer in jesus christ this morning You know, if you're Christ, it says you are Abraham's seed. Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. An heir is somebody who will receive an inheritance. And right here, it's talking really about the blessing of God. The same blessing that was upon them can be upon us. So, you know, God has got to awaken something within our hearts. We know the uncertainty around about us. We know the concerns. Roundabout is, and we need to really know that God is the only one that can come through for us. People can't do it. Uh, ministries can't do it. It's a personal relationship and a personal encounter with Jesus Christ that can change somebody's life. So I'm just going to pray, and uh, pray. Then Graham will come back up. But uh, thank you so much for listening. It's good to see Jamie and Eleanor today. Um, we've not seen them for a while, and Stephen, so we're just going to uh, pray and just ask God to bless the people.